Phew. Yes, I know. Very, very, very uh, uh, rambly in discussionary, and I will be taking a sip of tea, so mind that little brief uh, sound of drinking. Ah, tea is so good in the mornings, I can't exclaim that enough. So yeah, but, you know, again, with any product, as I just, you know, iterated, just use common sense, just figure out what will make you happiest and what gives you that initial knee-jerk trigger. If you need to watch video reviews, watch video reviews. I'm sure on my old YouTube channel, I still have an unboxing of my smart doll, as very awkward as it was uh, for me to do. You know, it's still there as a visual representation of that, uh, especially for the type of doll that you can no longer get, sadly. But hey, that's just how it is, I guess. So yeah, but that's what I've been using my time. And uh, frankly speaking, too, I've also been trying to find ways to improve my smart doll photography. Um, again, as I am a high proponent and stater of this, you don't need a DSLR to take good photos. If you're just starting out and just wanting something to use that's less expensive, use the phone that is in your pocket. Now, with a word of caution, some cheaper phones do have very cheap optics and sensors, so they do produce very fuzzy images overall. So bear that in mind. Um, as long as you got, I would say, above a $300 phone, your camera's probably going to be just fine. That's um, when you get to like the 200 and below range, they can kind of be hit and miss uh, here and there. But uh, as long as you know how to use lighting, um, as long as you can get that lighting to work with you, you're going to get a produced image that is very good in quality regardless. Um, but say you're like me, you have one window that is uh, very odd because the sun doesn't properly hit it because it's sort of inset. It's not at an exterior wall. Uh, it looks across the back balcony. Um so I kind of have to play with uh, lighting as I can get it. If it's early in the morning enough, then I can get enough natural lighting into my room on my bedside to sort of take pictures. But there's only so many bed-based photos that one can take before it kind of feels a little used and a little odd. Um, so my plan is I have a corner of my little room that right now is just housing my tripod and a few daily bags that I use uh, for just various uh, applications. Um, and what I plan on doing is setting up a small little photo studio because I have found a brand of lights uh, that are miniature studio lights that Danny Chu used to use with a company called Hobby Lights, uh, where he made sort of actual miniature studio type lights with the actual uh, uh, side fins. Uh, I don't know the technical term for them, but the side fins that you could then use to focus and channel light in directions. Uh, so... That is something that I plan on using uh, or wanting to invest into since uh, for two, it's going to be about $50. I don't know what shipping is going to be, uh, but I say $50 is probably closer to like 60 or something. But that's honestly not a bad price for them because I can set them up. They're USB powered, so I only, all I need is the two battery packs that I already own, um, and then they're good for power. Uh, for a small photo shoot session. So I feel that's going to be awesome to have because it gives me an option and ability to expand my indoor photography, shooting for smart dolls and just figuring photography as, as just a generalized overall, um, which has me very excited because I've been wanting to change some stuff up in my room layout, uh, condense some stuff, uh, make like an actual proper workstation area. Uh, I do kind of want to get like actually... Uh, probably two other desks from Ikea at least that match the one that I have. Uh, so it's kind of like just a nice continuation. So I have plenty of workspace area and storage space uh, to utilize in its entirety. 
Um, again, I feel that's important too, because I can even actually technically move this bookshelf over. So excuse me while I just talk to myself in mid podcast, but the creative gears are always turning. And I think that's very important to have in times like these, again, where you might be stuck at home for a period of time and you're trying to figure out what exactly you can do. Uh, because again, if you live in an apartment like I do, you don't have that many options in terms of what you're able to do. Uh, if you live in a home, you could just decide that you want to repaint the entire thing a uh, hot neon pink. Uh, and nobody but you could stop yourself. Maybe your significant other. They probably have some stopping power. But, you know, again, you have more flexibility in that sense. And you just have to make the best of the given situation that you have presented to you. So, for me, I'm trying to do that through my photography work with smart dolls and just uh, my love of photography overall. It's something that I am passionate about, and it's something that I do very much enjoy. So it's a way that allows me to continue to have that enjoyment. And again, it's also giving me the opportunity to expand more and understand and appreciate that I really do love smart doll photography a lot. I really love it. Um, kind of odd there, but you know, hey-ho, that's how it goes, as I like to say. So, you know, I, I, I very much like the Danny Chu uh, Smart Doll brand again. Um, I'm not doing this to get recognition from them. Honestly speaking, if Danny sees this podcast episode or even takes the time to listen to it, I appreciate it. I'm just trying to do my job of, of informing people. And, you know, again, in all honesty, this is the brand that I recommend to pretty much everybody I talk to about uh, when it comes to uh, ball-jointed dolls in a generalized fashion. Um, I do like them. They do fit every need that I have in terms of photography once. Uh, so, you know, they, they are presentable in that sense. And I love them so much about that. <laughs> if I can English correctly today, I need more tea. Let's just drink some more tea, shall we? Uh, again, never gets old. Uh, sun tea is my favorite type of tea. I don't like to sweeten it. Um, I'm not that big of a fan of sweet tea. I do have a hankering for it every now and then, but I just prefer regular tea. It's just refreshing in its own right. Um, and I'm also trying to avoid coffee as much as I can. Uh, personally, I get some pretty bad uh, headaches when I don't have coffee anymore, so I'm trying to supplement that with some tea-based caffeine because uh, tea is cheaper, and it's a lot easier to clean stuff than coffee makers. Ugh, I can tell you that much. So... But yeah, no, um, I do have some upcoming outfits that I do plan on purchasing here soon because uh, I'm sort of in a mood where it's like I want to treat myself to something and I sort of want to be able to um, treat my smart doll Ota to some new stuff as well. And so that way I can have some more diverse photo shoot styles. I can just have some more playful outdoor adventures with her. So um expand my horizons on you know where i can get some photos taken and to me again that's just sort of important to have that sort of flexibility there because it's enjoyable but yeah no um so hopefully you guys do find that somewhat helpful or interesting uh i do have a friend who i am uh, unfortunately dragging into smart doll hell with me right now and she's now considering looking at some herself i believe she's looking at uh uh, I think her name is Gaia or Melody or something like that. I mean, I have to double check this, but she's looking at the Ch uh, Felicity. There it is. Uh, the Felicity and the Chitose Multiverse uh, Smart Doll, which is a beautiful new Smart Doll that's in the cinnamon uh, skin tone. Uh, Danny Chu has them lovely mixed into beverages, milk, tea, coca, and cinnamon. Um, and she is a beauty. She's a cutie. 
Uh, she's got a very unique expression for Chitose. She, she actually might be the same expression that Chitose normally has. I'm not 100% sure. But the eye design and stuff on the newer smart dolls is just getting better and better. Uh, how they're being shaped, just how they're being designed overall. So I do enjoy uh, all these new smart doll designs. They're just beautiful. Ugh, gosh, just makes me happy when I see them. Because uh, smart dolls make me happy. Uh, they help me grow as an individual and they help me improve various things about my photography. So um, that's why they're fun and they're helpful in my own right. So to my friend who might be listening to this, I really hope you're able to afford one uh, too in the future. Uh, it'll be nice having somebody local as well to uh, talk more about smart doll stuff with, to just kind of fan over them and enjoy them. You know, that, 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 that's the whole point about them, right? Is sharing in the enjoyment that is, uh, you know, smart doll stuff. And yeah, yeah, I, I think I am quite pleased in that matter. Um, you know, I just think it's going to be a nice thing to see when more people start, you know, adopting and, you know, loving just more smart dolls in general. Um, not to say they don't get a lot of love already. They, uh, again, the brand has some animosity and hate given towards it, which, Again, I guess I understand that, but at the same time, I just don't because I just can't see it uh, there. Because again, I personally haven't had any uh, issues with the experience in that regard. So, uh, but I do hope that others will still find enjoyment of you know in the brand too. So, but that will pretty much wrap it up for my smart doll stuff. Um, I do want to uh, be able to do more with it, and as such, the official Instagram account that I have for my mascot, Ota Kamiya, O-T-A-K-A-M-I-Y-A, will be having some new stuff posted there. So you can look forward to hopefully seeing that some more. Um, I do want to be able to do a lot more with it, so that way I do have some flexibility in what I'm able to offer on there. I do post it on also my official Twitter at Otaku Photography Zone, and also I do sort of share story posts on my main Instagram for cosplay photography, just to help give my Instagram account a little bit more of a an exposure bump. So, and thank you guys again for checking back in with the podcast. So hopefully this new episode is a bit of an enjoyment for some. Um, I kind of feel a little out of touch with how the format goes, but you know, I'm just trying to find uh, ground and just develop a better uh, speaking voice in that sense and to better organize my thoughts and provide you guys somewhat enjoyable content or something that's vaguely informative or interesting that you otherwise wouldn't have thought about listening to. I know smart dolls and just ball-jointed dolls in general are not a topic that a lot of people like discussing, but that's just is what I'm passionate about. I'm doing this podcast not for anyone in particular. It's mostly just for me, for my pure enjoyment. So I want to talk about the things that I want to talk about that I love. And Smart Doll is definitely one of those, as is Smart Doll Photography. So I do want to actually have a focused episode or podcast that sort of, I wouldn't say is like a live photo shoot. I just kind of want to go over some in more in-depth tips and tricks about Smart Doll photography as i go along i will also want to share more products that i find and just general settings that i use so hopefully it will be helpful and informative to someone um i don't know if i want to do it in a video format because it does make a little more sense for it to be seen versus being heard 
but I guess it also boils down to the individual who is consuming the selected media in question. Uh, they might find more enjoyment about listening to something uh, and being walking through instructions versus seeing it visually. Uh, it might be a detracting or a deterrent of some sort. I have no idea. I, I'm a very peculiar individual when it comes to actually making content because I, I am very self-conscious and it feeds into my uh, depression and insecurities quite a bit, but I'm getting better about that. Oh, trust me, I'm definitely getting better on that regard. I've had my wonderful girlfriend to be supportive of what I do. And that's, I guess, really all someone can ask in their life right now as well, uh, especially with given how circumstances are worldwide. So uh, here's hoping that uh, more positivity reaches our way quite soon. There is positivity out there. Don't give up hope yet on all that. It's still there. It's still shining. It's just covered up a little bit right now. So as always, this has been Costas with Focus Otaku. Thank you so much for coming by for the episode one of season two. I hope you all have an enjoyable time and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. As always, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Hello, everybody. Costas here and welcome back to Focus Otaku. As always, I am your wonderful host of this segment. I am joined alongside today by my wonderful, awesome, smart doll, Ota, which will be sort of the core focus and discussion of this brand new episode of Season 2. But wait, Costas, I can hear you exclaim. Haven't you already talked about smart doll? Yes, I have, but I feel, as with all things, I could do better, and I want to be better about my explanation and endorsement of the product. I will clearly go on record saying that, that I do endorse smart doll as a brand, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to attract a lot of uh, malice intent, so to speak. Um, you know, And I'll sort of explain why as the process goes. I don't do it blindly, mind you. Um, I have my reasons, and hopefully these are reasons that you'll understand as well as somebody who probably enjoys playing a PC or an Xbox or a Switch or a PlayStation 4, um, or who drives a Tesla over a ford or a chevy or something like that so you know there'll be some more reasoning to that as we go on but hopefully you guys will uh welcome me back into the fray i do apologize for the length of time between the last prior episode i sort of have haven't finished that season but i felt bad for wanting to continue it after such a long time so i felt it would be better to just announce that this is now officially season two episode one of that season so, uh, and to be first and foremost, I'm not going to touch base about recent events in the world because, frankly speaking, we're living in it. We already know what's going on. There's a lot of negative press and negativity and sort of sorrowfulness in the air about that. I don't want to be the focus of that. Uh, trust me, I have re-recorded this podcast episode because I haven't been able to really cement how I wanted to say things. So I'm hoping that this third time is the try for me and... I hope it's also going to be something that is enjoyable to listen to for you all as well. Um, based on preliminary runs, you guys can expect about a 30 to 50 minute episode, depending on how long I stammer and stutter on about certain things. I have a very good track record of getting derailed when it comes to my thought process, because frankly speaking, I just like track hopping a lot, apparently. But as always, I will be talking about... Uh, certain products, I will try to have them linked in the episode description. I do not get commission. I do not get, uh, you know, any sort of fee or, you know, advertisements, uh, compensation for what I do when I talk about certain products and such. So do bear that in mind. This is honestly coming from my own heart. It is my formed opinion, and it's an honest belief that I live by in my day-to-day -day basis. And as I will often say in this, I do have a tag phrase that I like to say, and that is, hey-ho, that's how it goes.
So without further ado, let's jump right into this episode topic. And to be fair, the reason why I wanted to talk about Smart Doll was due in part because of recent events and the fact that a lot of us are stuck at home, sitting in a chair or on the bed or on the sofa or wherever you sit, honestly, and are trying to wrap our heads around what to do in all the time that has been given to us. Because frankly speaking, there's a lot of you out there that are trying to find stuff to do. There's trying there's trying times all around us, and honestly speaking, uh, sanity levels are dipping a little bit for a lot of people as uh, exhausted ideas become more exhausted and such. And for those that don't happen to live in a house, there are little in ways of household products that one can do. If you're like me to live in an apartment, there's not really much you can do. I can't just spontaneously go buy some paint or order some paint and repaint a room because that would void my contract and also incur massive fine penalties so that will be a no for me but i do have flexibility in doing stuff like sprucing up my work my bedroom office living space as well as you know doing new things like trying to set up a photo corner which i'll go into a little bit more detail about later um or just you know finding out what hobbies drive me what hobbies i don't need to uh embrace anymore and just sort of focus on improving myself and i would be alone in saying i would not be alone sorry in saying that you know this time that we've been offered to us has been very helpful from for some people especially a lot of cosplayers out there who are sort of seeing this as sort of a gift in disguise and realizing that they can actually for the first time in probably a long while is to just take a break to not have to worry about con crunching uh multiple cosplays for a convention that might be you know, a month or two apart from other conventions. And while it is sad that a lot of conventions and opportunities have been passed, I can speak on that personally. Um, I've had some events that were canceled and I've had one opportunity, which I'm not sure if I can talk about publicly uh, or not, that was canceled. And it was something that was going to be a first for me. And I don't know if I'm ever going to have that chance again, uh, which is sort of sad to think about. But, you know, again, we're going to try to keep it positive here on Focus Otaku. So, you know, in trying to figure out what to do, often uh, photographers are sort of at home wondering what they can do. For those that are, you know, flexible, you know, there's obviously family portraiture work. There's everyday just photography around the local area that you live. Um, most parks are still open, so you can still go to parks. You just can't congregate in groups that are very large. So you can still go outside and do nature photography or landscape photography in that sense. So, you know, it's not like in the realm of photography that stuff is closed out. You can even still do normal photography. Uh, you know, you just want to kind of keep that group small to maybe, you know, between two and four people at most. Uh, most places actually might not even allow multiple groups of people. They may just allow one person. So, you know take it with a grain of salt as you can take it um, and work around it the best that you can work around it. Uh, and if you are happen to be confined to indoors, then honestly speaking, if you happen to be a photographer who collects figures or has figures lying around or happens to have a very wonderful and beautiful smart doll or bolder into doll in general, then you have flexibility in what you can do. You can have photo shoot sessions. Uh, you just have to be creative in that essence. So, to kind of, you know, build up to the point, um, I'm somebody who started out with doing cosplay photography and kind of shifted kind of quickly into figurine photography because I have quite the collection of Nendroids. I have at least one Figma. really wish I had more than one. Um, but, you know, Nendroids were these fun little quirky anime figures that I got. They're posable uh, to a degree. They have various expressions and faces that you can change. They have accessories and props that you can do. You can head swap them uh, because they're all interchangeable. So you can have fun little mix-ups like putting 
Mercy's head on Yamamoto from Kantai Collection and having like Battleship Mercy, you know, odd, odd, you know, comparisons. Or I can take Tracer's head and put her on the body of uh, a schoolgirl uh, figure or something like that. You know, just have like, you know, just weird, fun, wacky things. You can do fun photography with it. And it's honestly something that is quite popular to do. Um, Moving on to that, though, of course, you do have smart dolls and baldroid dolls in general that are something of a f- delight to work with. They have different clothing options you can do. You can change the bus size. You can change the skin tone on them if you're very creative and very, uh, you know, gifted with money. Um, and, of course, you can change up their hairstyles. You can braid their hair. You can, you know, do anything you can do with a normal individual. If you are also crafty, then you can make your own costumes for your smart dolls. A lot of cosplayers... Um, that I have followed in the smart doll or just ball jointed doll community usually use their dolls for cosplay mock-ups. Uh, you know, they do a one third scale of their cosplay to see how it looks, you know, what they might need to change when they do a one-to-one, uh, you know, version of the cosplay or honestly speaking, a lot of them, you know, just will have them as fun cosplay companions. So say there's an Arancha cosplayer out there that wants to have a Fugo with them. They can make a smart doll into a Fugo, uh, you know, there, Danny Chu used to make male ones, so you know those are harder to find now. So it could be a gender bent Fugo. There you go. So you know there is that flexibility that's afforded, and um, you know, and that's something that I've discovered having my smart doll and just being around the community. There's a lot of people that you know appreciate what they have, but there's also a lot of new faces that are getting into ball jointed dolls, and I don't know if that is just purely because of the situation where people are just trying to find stuff to keep their time occupied. Uh, with. And I honestly feel that it is important to note that um, getting into ball jointed dolls is something that is, you know, it's seen as a no brainer sort of situation for some individuals. But, you know, there is a process that's involved. There's a bit of a learning curve with how to take care of them. Um, and you know, what to do and what not to do with them. So there's, there's like with any hobby or project, there's always stuff that you have to take into account or consideration. Um, you know, in terms of using them for photography, you don't have to have a camera, you know, that's not a necessary extra purchase. I just happen to be a cosplay photographer who is out of cosplay to photograph, to foot. I can't speak this morning. I do apologize. Who's out of cosplayers to photograph for the time being, so I have to turn my attentions elsewhere. I don't really mind landscape or nature photography, but I prefer portrait work and just people photography and just being able to have a smart doll that I can pose dynamically and set up into given situations and sort of do a mock photo shoot with is very mentally insanity pleasing to a high, high degree. Uh, endorphin inducing, if you wish to say it in that facet. But when looking into getting a smart doll, there are, there are various options out there. there. There's not just smart doll. There's also ball jointed dolls in general as a whole. And there's various manufacturers that make them. Um, and I would be amiss in saying that there isn't a certain degree of animosity that is within the community. And as I mentioned earlier, as with all things in life, there's always going to be bigots. There's always going to be animosity. There's always going to be brand favoritism. Um, you know, and to say that there are people out there that don't act like a child to some degree would be an ignorant point. I do know some 
prior people that have had experiences with Danny Chu haven't been pleasant, but I've never had a personal issue with the man nor with the products that he makes. In fact, I'm a very high proponent and somebody who pushes uh, people to get a smart doll just because of my own personal experiences with them because I love them. They're, they're, they're great. They're great figures. And honestly speaking, I really uh, do love how they're made and what they represent. Now, first and foremost, you know, if money is an issue, then there are third party, I say third party, but there are other doll manufacturer options that will be a bit cheaper. But Danny Chu does have a bit of a leg up in the sense that he also sells um, uh, what he calls Cortex smart dolls. And sorry if I was a little bit off center there, I was trying to type around my microphone. Um, and Cortex are sort of, you know, think of like your Figmas or Nendroids are kind of thicker resin. Um, uh, they're easier to produce, and thus they are cheaper. Uh, smart dolls and most ball-jointed dolls are usually made of a vinyl material, um, so they are a little bit harder to make um, and mold. Uh, they do tend to stain a lot easier than resins do, um, but unlike resins, they are more flexible because they are vinyl-made products. Um, there are hard bits on smart dolls, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, like the hands, the bust, um, you know, they are... Uh, vinyl made uh, so you do have that degree of motion that degree of movement that comes with them so they are more poseable in a sense um, but you can also with Danny Chu's uh, Cortex they're interchangeable with regular bus so you can have these unique Cortex vinyl hybrids that come about and you know all the outfits work across the spectrum you don't have to change anything about the the, the size of the model and um, you know unless you have a larger bust of course you know as with anatomy in real life some stuff just doesn't fit there you know if you're a, a more gifted individual that happens to have a you know gifted top end uh, so to speak but you know um, it's all boiled down to personal preference as I tell people too and they're like why do you like Danny Chu Smart Doll you know that's just sort of like the you know that's the elitist type of thing well you know there's a lot of people that would consider individuals who have MacBooks or who drive Teslas to be elitist to a degree there's always brand animosity and brand favoritism amongst individuals I was one of those people growing up I'm somebody who lived and breathed Xbox and thought that PlayStation was only for gangsters and other stuff a very very toxic point of view that was developed as a kid yes but then I got a PlayStation. I realized that the quality of games were actually far exceeding my expectations and made me really consider why I even had an Xbox in the first place. You know, the same can be said, I also own a Nintendo Switch. And to be honest, it's, to me, the superior console out of everything. I, you know, I'm not somebody who requires nice graphics. I'm not somebody who requires, you know, certain triple A's. You know, I can live with what I have. And yet, I still find enjoyment out of that. But there are people that still see Nintendo products as inferior quality. Uh, they have no reason to not have, you know, good high-end graphics. And again, growing up too, I'm somebody who ragged on people who had Macs because to me, they were expensive paperweights that did nothing more uh, than a Windows computer do that a Windows computer couldn't do better. Boy, am I wrong because Macs are very quality built. There is a part of that price point that comes with it. There's reliability that also comes with that price point. I can't tell you how many times my Windows computer crashed over my MacBook. But again, this is just an example of an anecdote. And the same can be applied to smart dolls. There's individuals who may have had bad experience with the brand. There's individuals like me who have had overwhelmingly positive experiences with the brand. So use just, you know, your own common sense. You can feed into information that you gather from online and make an educated decision 
then and there. But on all honesty, if you're looking at a product and there's maybe only a $20 or $30 difference before shipping, use your money how you wish to use it. I'm somebody who did that. I saw brand B compared to Danny Chu was a bit cheaper. Um, but there are a few things that I didn't care for. One was the aesthetic of brand B. Um, I just didn't like the form of the dolls. They looked a little too mushy or lopsided or misshaped into a degree of fashion. So I, I just didn't enjoy it in that degree, that sense. Uh, I, I would keep wanting to say degree for whatever reason. But Danny Chu Smart Doll to me was more of an aesthetically pleasing option. And again, it's because of Danny's design philosophy and wanting to make the uh, the dolls and figures that he has more uh, more of a moe anime sort of aesthetic. So they do have that more angular uh, chin point that most uh, female and Japanese animation and manga tend to have. They have the larger eyes, and of course they have the sort of longer leg proportions that you do see in traditional Japanese animation work. And to me, that's much more uh, eye-pleasing and eye-catching uh, in a sense because that's what I personally enjoy when I look at uh, smart dolls and as a photographer too, who appreciates aesthetic beauty and such, they are perfect in that degree. Uh, they have, you know, uh, you know, angles, they have shapes and smoothness that to me makes more, I would say realistic sense, but you know, again, they have those anime aesthetics that aren't exactly realistic in that degree, but it's still fun. It's still nice. And it's personally a brand that I have had very good enjoyment out of and haven't really had a lick of an issue with, um, you know, I, I have not been as adventurous as some people have been, but you know, it's something that I do wish to change and have something as a way to, be more explorative outdoors and be more, um, I wouldn't say persuasive, but more just open with myself. And that's what Smart Doll has done for me. My purchasing reason for getting a Smart Doll was because I had recovered mentally from a very bad experience. I, you know, was very depressed. And this was sort of that pick me up sort of consolation gift for toughing it out and making it through stuff. And, and it was also, again, for me, I also wanted something that I could photograph, um, that I could use to try new, you know, lighting techniques on or new editing techniques on without having to waste somebody else's time. And even though I probably wouldn't be wasting the individual's time, that is personally how I felt on an individual basis. So I didn't want to be that intrusive on people. And so having a smart doll, um, or using a figure was the easiest solution because I could test lighting. I could test poses, see what would work, what wouldn't work. And, you know, understand that, you know, I can, you know, be a little bit more saucy, I guess is a word with, you know, this, whereas with an individual, I don't want to be that with them because, you know, that might be, you know, too forward or, you know, that might make them uncomfortable or something like that. So, you know, exploring avenues of photography through Smart Doll has been something that has been an invaluable learning tool, so to speak. And as Danny Chu also demonstrates too, you know, it is also a fashion doll. A lot of uh, schools and again, cosplay friends that I have will use them to design outfits, will use them to model outfits. Um, you know, and then again with the cosplayers, some of them will use them as cosplaying companions or sort of tag along buddies for events or social gatherings that they're wanting to go to and have, uh, you know, just a fun time exploring with. And I think that's the beauty of what smart dolls are able to offer and give to individuals as just an overall whole, I would say, because, um, you know, they have that flexibility. And, 
you know, with caring for smart dolls, you know, and stuff too. And, you know, what, you know, to put them in, they're very tough and resilient. Vinyl, um, while it does sort of scuff easy, as long as you're careful with it and how you pose it and understand how you pose it, um, smart dolls are very good. I've taken Ota to the park, uh, especially the stroll garden where there's a lot of, you know, less smooth rock and stuff. And Danny Chu's even taken his dolls across, you know, the, you know, Northern Hemisphere quite a bit, especially to the Grand Canyon and the Mojave Desert, uh, back where I grew up in California. Um, and, you know, they, they can be put through the paces quite well. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're no slouches in holding up. Um, in the two years that I've had Ota, she's only had in a small little dent on her thigh, and that was actually uh, due to her just falling over one night because of neighbors that like to hit walls a lot and move stuff around and just cause general ruckus and racket. So, you know, but Cortex, again, if you're somebody who feels like, you know, you're not going to be able to take care of the vinyl laser, that's why Cortex exists. It was made, you know, and geared more towards uh, newbies or uh, children, as Danny Chu would describe them as. Um, not like man children, but, you know, actual children. <laughs> I should state that, you know. So, you know, they're, they're made to be more resilient. They're made to hold up uh, more than the average uh, vinyl doll. And if you're somebody who is a more experienced hobbyist or just wants, you know, the flagship product, then, you know, get the vinyl version. They're going to hold up well. They're going to look nice. They're going to pose nice. So, yeah. But, um, you know, that that's just, again, my own boiled experience opinion. But, you know, purchasing one is always an interesting choice because there's so many personalities. I picked the one that I picked, which was the Ivory Futaba base, uh, purely because at the time she matched the aesthetic that matched my mascot, Uta Kamiya. And that was something that was very important for me to find in a smart doll. And granted, uh, the one that would have matched perfectly did come out a little bit later. Um, to be exact, she came out uh, two months later after I'd gotten mine. Um, and because she has freckles, Ota has freckles and that, and she has more of a smuggy, uh, smile and that kind of matches Ota's aesthetic and personality a lot more. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm still very much pleased with what I have and, and she works beautifully and wonderfully well with, um, you know, being able to have that actual mascot that's there that can, you know, interact, move around and just be around, um, uh, you know, myself as a whole. It's fun. It's great. Um, and I had a very fun experience. Now, of course, buying apparel for them is something that you can get in a myriad of places. Again, I recommend the Danny Chu options because, as with all things, with money, as I tell people at my work when they're looking at cheaper-end laptops, you know, you're going to pay for what you get. Will the cheaper laptop potentially last you a long time? Yes, it depends on how well you take care of it and how you use it. But as with all things, they are cheaper laptops. They're not going to last forever. They're going to be made of cheaper materials and lower-end specs all around, so they will probably not hold up over the long course or the long haul. And, you know, that's something to take into consideration. That's why usually when I tell people if they want a computer that's going to last them for a long time, get the more expensive one. You might not need all the fluff that comes with it, but it's going to run you a much longer time than the cheaper one will. Because if you, you know, replace them at a rate that, you know, an individual might replace them at, you might end up paying more in the long run. So, excuse me, sorry, morning, morning burps. But, um, 
no, yeah. So that's why I just recommend getting through uh, Danny Chu and getting their clothing options because, again, there's that quality aspect that's about them. Uh, they might not have everything you're looking for, obviously speaking. They're not going to have certain designs. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that he doesn't make anymore that I kind of wish that he still made. But for the most part, though, he does still make free stuff. He gives uh, people that know how to create stuff um, actual templates for you know making certain outfits, such as a school uniform or a school uh, swimsuit style sort of thing or even a cardigan or a blazer, so to speak. So, you know, you have that flexibility that if you're your own seamstress, you can make your own stuff. Um, uh, all the things are usually royalty-free that I've seen. He uh, doesn't care, you know, if you use it to make your own money. Um, that's why he makes them free. So you don't, again, it, you do have those uh, options that are available and present to you as an individual. Um, but yeah, no, um, you know, just again, it's all about how you invest your money. And honestly speaking, while I personally endorse Smart Doll, it might not be the right option for everyone out there. You know, there, there's going to be the other brands that might be a better option for you. And, you know, I could say the brand names in this. I just choose not to, not because, again, I'm under any sort of licensing thing. It's just for me, I stand by the brand that I like. And I like Smart Doll, and I'm going to always support them. Um, unless, you know, they do something that, you know, personally offends me, pisses me off or directly, you know, treats me poorly. Then again, that's when I have a change of heart. It's not like I'm going to just toss my smart doll away and never use them again. I would just be less inclined to support them or to promote them in a way. Cause again, I'm not being paid to do any of this. It's like what I did with anime, uh, conventions and reviewing them. I'm not paid to, I, you know, sure they give me a press pass, but you know, I'm not going to just lie through my teeth and color it. You know, if I have a bad experience, I'm going to tell them this is a bad experience. This needs to be improved. Um, but unlike some, some conventions handle it better than others. Some don't. So again, the same with any type of brand is going to apply right here perfectly uh, front and center. 